You're listening to the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. This podcast was created for the photographer looking to build a five or six figure photography business that allows them to live a well-balanced life. This podcast will provide you with marketing strategies, inspiring stories and interviews, and tips and tricks to scale your business. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson. I'm a family photographer, business coach, wife, and mama from Oklahoma. After riding the struggle bus while scaling my photography business for four years and also working a full-time job, I finally uncovered the strategies to reach massive profitability and success while living a life I'm absolutely obsessed with. Now I teach photographers how to do the very same thing in a fraction of the time it took me. I'm going to transform your photography business so that you can scale and create a consistent client base automate your systems and transition into becoming a full-time photographer who makes five figures and beyond. I want to help you navigate this overwhelming space so that you know what to charge, how to streamline your business, and how to market your business effectively. It's time to scale and create your most profitable, exciting, and fulfilling photography business of your dreams. Let's dive into today's show. guys, we are diving into the second episode of the Faith-Filled Business series. And I don't know about you, but I have been getting a ton of DMs of all of you telling me that you have been blessed by the series already. And we've only released one episode. So I am very confident that today will also bless you and it will it will just give you life and hope today. That That is my biggest hope in all of this is that you get hope. So today I am bringing back on, we had Heather on last year and I'm excited to bring her back, but we have Heather Shriver Burns with us today and we are just going to let her fall into what the Lord has really been speaking to her. And we talked a little bit about it and I'm excited because I really think it's going to be comforting to those of you that feel like you are in a season of what is this for is, am I really going to see the fruit of all of the labor that I'm doing? And so I'm excited to dive into that, but Heather, for those that don't know who you are, will you take just a few minutes and introduce yourself? Yes. I'm so excited to be back and hang out with you. So thanks for having me. Uh, I am a mom of three. I am married to my best friend, almost, almost going to be 10 years here. We're at nine this year, but multi-passionate entrepreneur. I've done a lot of things as an entrepreneur, but currently landed in this zone of coaching. And so I I really focus on helping women with their mindset and their heart set. I am a certified life coach. I'm also a certified neuroscience coach. And so I love digging into the brain and helping women see what's actually keeping them stuck from all the things that they, that they know that God's put on their heart. So Yes, I love that. And on the last episode that we had you on, we got to dig into that, which I thought was really cool. And I know a lot of people loved that episode. And so did I, because oftentimes that's the work that we, we don't do. We push to the side. We don't want to go there. I'll be the first to admit it is not easy, but it is so worth it. And I really feel like on a personal level, with the whole mindset and heart set issue, I have been through a very long season. I'm like six months and counting of being what I feel like is a pruning season for me. It is both 
painful, but it is also necessary. And I've also seen a lot of beauty come from it. I know you like to describe that as brutal seasons where Mm -hmm. it is brutal and beautiful all in one. And that's kind of where I feel like I've been. And I know other people probably feel like that too. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say today. And I'm just going to hand it over to you and just kind of let you lay on us what you have for. Yeah. Well, I love that you had Michelle on. She is such a gift and I loved seeing um, all of our worlds collide, right? I don't even know. Like the internet can sometimes get such a bad reputation, but I just love how God is connecting his daughters and just people, just good people together. So um, I know you talked a little bit and I know what your episode with her was about. And so and just kind of like working on that heart and positioning yourself in a way that you're operating your business in a way that is just glorifying and honoring to God. And so I think sometimes as um, ambitious, goal-driven, you know, like go-getters, willing to do the hard work, not afraid to dig in um, at the same time, very servant-hearted and want to do good things for people, um, we can just there's a delay. There's a delay in the, I always say it's like planting, like you're going to plant this seed, whether you have this idea of this business. Um, and so it's like, what are you doing between the, where you are now and the promise, like seeing the fruition of the promise. This is a very personal thing for me because, uh, my word for 2022, as I was praying into that, of course, there's that whole, wait, was that, is that me? Is that God? And so I heard the word believe and I was like, oh, that's so good. Cause my word for 2021 was surrender, which is funny enough. I, that's a lot of Michelle and I connected on that level personally about the surrender. And so I'm like, oh, believe versus surrender sounds amazing. But I wanted to make sure that that was really the message. The Lord used a couple of different ways to confirm that for me, but I think oftentimes on this entrepreneurial journey, we get so discouraged. We can get so feeling defeated because we don't see the fruit of our labor. We don't um, see all of the things that we're working on and other people don't see uh, all the work that we're putting on behind the scenes. And so it feels like we're in lack or maybe, maybe we're off. And I think sometimes the delay, we often say, wait, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to even be doing. Right. And I think the enemy uses discouragement in so many ways to get us off course. So when I got the word believe, I was like, yes, that sounds so much better than surrender. The Lord confirmed it through the birth of Jesus um, and Mary and Elizabeth. And, and she says, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And so I just know that there are women listening to this. God's put this dream on your heart to grow this business, to use it in a way that's not just to make money, but to make an impact and to support your family and to help people and to do something good to, I mean, photographers, you're doing such beautiful things, capturing memories for families. Uh, And so along the way though, uh, we don't always see the promise, right? And so I want to encourage, I feel like the Lord just wants to encourage your heart to believe what he said, period we put a lot of question marks around it because we're like, ah, maybe not. Maybe this wasn't for me. And maybe I shouldn't do that. And, you know, maybe I should just go get a day job or maybe I should give up on this dream. And so I don't know, some of I've, I imagine some of you are listening to this contemplating whether you should stop doing this. And so I want to encourage you blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. I've got to add this too, though. It's not promise. It's plural. It's promises. And so what are the promises that God has given you that you're still waiting on, that you're still wondering and questioning, God, is it ever going to happen? Uh, I just want to encourage you today that it is, and you will be blessed if you continue to believe what God has already said. Oh, that is so good. So good. And 
Here's the thing too. So I, I love that this is bouncing right off or flowing right with Michelle's episode where we did talk about surrender. So last week we dug into how do we know if this is from God? And we dug into once you know that it is, that is his promise to you. And you won't always feel like, wow, this is like the best business I've ever had. There's no struggles. Like that's not the promise, right? But you were confirmed that that's what he's called you to do. So now it's no longer a question of, am I supposed to be doing this? It's a question of, do I believe in myself to carry this out through Christ, right? So through his strength and and his provision. And the answer is yes. And so I'm so excited that we're we're diving into actually believing it because because right, part one is getting it confirmed, but part two is you have to believe it and you have to get over all the crap in your head, all those lies, and start really leaning into the truth, or we're going to be in the season that many are, which is where you feel like you're stuck because they don't believe in themselves. So how can someone really journey through believing what God says? Yeah. Well, the Bible says a verse about our vision and it says where there is no vision, the people will perish or hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when we have this hope, and that was what you said, you really want people to get hope from this. God gives us hope, right? But then the enemy wants to steal it because that's what he does. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. He wants you to say, oh yeah, but did God really say? Isn't that like the first lie in the garden of Eden was like, did God really say that? Um, And so it's when God gives us this vision and this image, we have to really engrave that into our minds and into our hearts so that that's the natural fuel to keep us going. So this is an exercise that I do a lot with people. And I encourage you, if you've never done this, the promise that God's given you about your business or vision, um, Habakkuk 2.2 says to write it on the tablets and make it plain so that somebody else could see it and run with it. And so what I, from a neurological perspective and from the brain and understanding how it works, you can't become what you can't see. And so keeping that vision in front of you, that belief of what am I even going for? Right. Getting a really clear vision on that. And so I encourage like using your senses, uh, a coach of mine says, make it 3d, right? Like make it come to life instead of living that like, oh yeah, I want to have a six figure business. Okay. But what does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like? What does that taste like? What does that smell like? How does this change your life? And getting a really good image of that. When we have that vision before us, it gives us something to continue to believe in. And the more that you can get your brain to see it, the more that the chances are you're, you're going to walk toward it and you're going to become that. Yeah. I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's such a good exercise. And And I'm really big on vision casting. And I mean, it's one thing to cast vision for yourself, obviously take it to the Lord, surrender to the Lord, all that. But once you know, like your vision is God breathed and you're on the right track, I think leaving, leaving all that junk in our head though, even if it's good, like the good and the bad things, leaving it up there, but never writing it down, never telling anybody, never finding a support system to really help you walk it out. I feel like those are the key elements of why some people do see success in their businesses and others do not. Curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, You can't become what you can't see. Your brain doesn't know the difference between true or false. All it knows is what you tell it. So when you can't give it that image and your brain's also wired to keep you safe, comfortable, and familiar. And so if you're, if this vision, this promise that God's given you isn't comfortable, isn't familiar, you'll, you'll steer away from it. And then of course the enemy comes in, plants the lies, plants the weeds. And before you know it, you're like, ah, like, wait, I know that I know that I know that at that one day I got that 
that dream and that vision and that thing in my heart that I was like, yes. And the enemy just wants to continue to, to discourage us. But the definition of discourage is lack of courage. We have to have courage to keep going toward this thing. You got to think about Noah, like, Hey, build this ark. It's never rains. You don't even know what an ark is, but keep doing this. Um, right. We kind of sometimes feel silly because of the dreams that we have, but blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Oh my gosh. So good. I love, I love the story of Noah too, because really when you think about it, no one had ever seen this. He, he probably felt like the most insane person on the planet. And I'm sure at some point as he, I'm sure he was still carrying it out, but doubt I guarantee you was still trying to creep in. Are you sure? Do you know how dumb you look right now? Did God really say, and I feel like we struggle with that almost on a daily basis for a lot of us. And so we go through seasons where we feel like we're doing amazing. And then something, we always seem to hit a roadblock. How do we keep going or how do we even begin to what I call like scale the mountains, the obstacles in front of us when they seem to hit us over and over and over again? I'm curious if you have any encouragement for someone who feels like that. Yeah, well, that's part of the enemy's tactics, right? To discourage you, right? To disappoint you, to make you doubts, right? There are all these D words. I I have a list of like seven of them. Like that's where this vision is so important, right? Like looking toward the top of the mountain, like what, what is that? What does that mountain peak look like? And keeping your eyes focused on that, because I think sometimes we think like, oh, we have this idea and it sounds really good. It's, oh, it, it should be easy to get there. And I, this is something else too. So I'm doing a chronological, uh, read the Bible chronologically this year. And so we just read about Jacob and Jacob wrestled God for his blessing. I think so often, again, we kind of question, wait, is this from God? Or is this for, is this, is, was I silly for even thinking this in the first place? But we see that Jacob actually wrestled God for his blessing. Like, so I, again, this is part of this belief, right? When you know that, you know, that, you know, there's going to be some wrestling involved. It's going to be uncomfortable. There are going to be roadblocks. There are going to be things thrown in your way to try to get you off course, but keeping that vision and keeping that vision really plain, like write this thing down, um, read it to yourself, share it with a trusted, um, your, your spouse or a best friend or a business, you know, partner, a business coach, or somebody that is actually like locking arms with you as you do this. And they see the vision too. I love that you said that because for me, that kind of paints what my blueprint student community does is yes, it's a paid program, but inside of there, those people are so invested. These photographers are invested not only in themselves, but in others. And it is such an honor to watch them, you know, join in and like support each other and become real life friends. Like it is the coolest thing. And again, it's because they have shared their vision. They believe it. They have that support. And I love that so much. So, okay. I'm going to get a little off track here just because I know the listeners are curious. What does it look like for you to partner with God in your business, whether that's one or two things you want to pull out that are practical, whether you want to tell us a story, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So when the Lord actually showed me that my, he wanted to be part of my business, like he actually wanted to, well, it says he wants to co-labor with us. Right. And so I was, what does that look like? Yeah. What does that look like? Because we are three parts, right? We're flesh, we're soul and we're spirit. And so some of these, like they're not tangible things, but one of the most practical things that I do is I have a regular 
business meeting with heaven. Okay. What does that look like? And so it used to be, oh, business meeting with God. But I'm like, well, wait, God's my father. Right. But I want, I want Jesus there. I want Holy spirit there too. And so I just kind of framed it as a business meeting with heaven. And so I think about going into this business room, you know, big chairs and sitting at this table, sitting with the father, sitting with Jesus, sitting with the Holy spirit and talking about my business. And so I have this format that I follow really just coming to him, giving him thanks, thanking him for what's going well, asking him questions about what's not, um, praying for my clients. This is a time that I really spend like praying for my people, praying for the people that God's going to come in, talking about finances, like literally everything that you would sit with a, a stakeholder in your business, right? So I, I, I used to wrestle with this like, oh, God's the CEO of my business. And God has showed me that I am the CEO of my business. God owns it. And, and so I, I, like to think of myself as a CEO and I'm going before God, he's given me this business as a gift, as a, as, as something that I get to do. And so I, I'm going to talk with him as if he's the stakeholder, like he owns this thing and that I have a responsibility to like talk with him about this, um, to get his perspective, to get his blessing, to, you know, bring my frustrations before him. And so really trying to practice what I preach in that, like seek God first, like seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness while seeking him also in, in my business. Yeah, that is such a beautiful picture. Just I have the whole boardroom picture and actually sitting there with the team of heaven, right? Um, And I think that is so cool. And I know for us, we're used to talking about these things. And I know the listeners are all over the spectrum in their faith journey. So I'm going to play the advocate here. And I am going to ask you, how do you hear from God? So you're, you know, you're talking to God, but how does he talk to you? Because I remember I used to be like, wait, what? How does God talk to you? Like you're talking with God. How does that work? And so I just, I want to, I want to be a little practical here so that people understand what this looks like, especially if they want to implement having this business meeting with heaven in their own business. Yeah, definitely. And just for anyone listening, thinking that same thought, right? This has become natural for me now, but even five years ago, I'd have been like, huh, what? That's that's weird. So just like you, Brooke, that's, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up too. Cause sometimes when we get into the room, we forget, you know, other people, listen, I was raised in the church. I have known who God was my whole life, but I knowing who God is and knowing God has become totally two different things for me as I continue to grow in that. And so, yeah, if you're kind of weirded out or like, eh, I don't get it. Um, so God speaks to us in many different ways for me. Um, the most common way that God speaks to me is through scripture is through reading the Bible, which is why I think the enemy is so after that, right? He wants us to feel like we don't have enough time or that, you know, feel like it's a waste of time. because we really don't even know what we're reading. And that was me for 30 plus years. I didn't read the Bible in its entirety until I was around 35. Um, and so I'm starting to tell my age here. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no shame in this, but the Bible I have learned, it's like the best personal development book ever. It's juicy. I was talking to a friend the other day about, man, it's like soap operas have nothing on the Bible. There's some juicy stuff going on in there. And I'm like, wait, what? Um, like that reel, it says, wait, I'm just going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you did, what you think you said. Um, because that's sometimes reading the Bible, I'm like what is going on here? But God speaks to us through his word. Like it's a love letter to us. And so That's one of the ways. And oftentimes I personally find that um, I'll have kind of a feeling about something or I'll be wrestling with 
something or I have a question about something and he confirms it through something that I've read in the Bible. The other thing is, you know, we are, we are flesh. So we're body and then we're soul. Our soul is where our mind, our will, our emotions are all stored, but we're also spirit beings. And when we are born again, we have the Holy spirit that comes inside of us. And so he is our counselor, our advocate, understanding his character and his nature and what actually he's a gift. Jesus actually said, I'm going to go back because I want to send you an even better gift so that, because Jesus couldn't be everywhere at once. He was human. He was in flesh, right? But the Holy spirit can be with us. And in fact, he's inside of us. And so um, a lot of people refer to this as their gut, um, as their instinct, as their intuition. I think that could go both ways, right? Because we are, we also have a soul. And so that can kind of just, but uh, the Bible talks a lot about us being spirit led and, and strengthening that what's referred to as like spirit man. Um, and so sometimes it is, it's, it's a feeling. And I don't, and just so you know, like I've never heard the audible voice of God. I've never heard him say like a literal thing to me, but it's impressions. It's feelings. It's, um, thoughts. Listen, our, our mind is like the, the battlefield, but the enemy will try to use it. But God also, right. Thoughts that we have, a lot of those are, are there from God because you have the Holy spirit living inside of you. If you are a born again believer. And so there's no audible things going on here, but it's very much a feeling. And then what I find is God typically confirms that feeling through maybe a podcast I'm listening to like, Oh my gosh, I feel like God just told me that. Or maybe it's a text message from a friend and it's a encouraging word or um, something like that. So does that give a little bit better? Yes, absolutely. So I was listening to you list out all the ways and I am very similar. Of course he speaks. I truly believe he speaks to every believer through his word. That's why I think, like you said, that is why the enemy is after our time and and throwing distractions and putting doubt and all those things and also making it hard to read. I, that is a huge obstacle. And, you know, before, before I move past that, I do want to say Heather is in an extremely great resource for those of you that are wanting to learn how to read your Bible, how to, how to pray, how to really, um, go along your faith journey. And so we'll at the end, obviously I'll have her link up where you guys can connect with her, but I really want to push those of you who feel like you're in a season of you're ready to go deeper. You're ready to go next level. You're ready to crack open the Bible that we haven't opened. And there is no shame in that. You guys, this is the first, first year. Okay. At the time of this recording, it's February 2nd. This is the first time in my life. I have been consistent reading my Bible since Christmas. I have never done that before. So like I said, there is no shame whatsoever, but I want to lay that out there. So backtracking to how you hear from God, I really am the same way. And the thing is, the more you learn who God is and his character, the more that the confirmations become easier to see. And I, you know, he speaks to me the same way. I think for me, a lot of it is impressions. It's those thoughts. It's the thoughts that kind of come out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait was that me? Was that God? But you'll have a feeling. And I know one thing that's really helpful for me when I was learning all of this was when you have a decision to make big or small, you will feel some type of way about it. And the more you pray on it and the more that you seek for clarity, I'm going to do quotations around clarity. I do think clarity is something to run after, but I will tell you right now, you will never see the whole picture. You will never know every detail. It's just not the side of heaven. That's not how it's going to work. But 
you'll have, I, I think, feelings of, of peace. It's just that all knowing it's just something that is indescribable. There's no way you should feel peace over something like this. That's how, you know, again, that's God's confirmation. That's God nudging mm-hmm. you to do it. And you'll also know when you feel restless and you feel uneasy, go with that and use that as I probably shouldn't make that decision. Not right now. Not yet. That door's not for me. And I think sometimes showing the opposite of what that could look like also helps understand, Oh, I get it. Cause I think we can all think back to a time and a decision where we were wrestling, looking for clarity on an answer. And we're like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that was my feedback to what, to what you said about that. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And I love what you said about clarity. We sometimes like are seeking something and it's really when we are doing that, uh, it's out of a lack of trust and it's that believing, right? It's that lack of belief, like, wait, I need to have confirm. I need to have concrete plan or whatever, instead of trusting, taking the step, keep going, even though you don't see it. Um, so again, yes, blessed is she who has believed. <laughs> yes, I think the, the trusting, the believing and faith all in one it's so hard. It's an up and down journey because we are human and we're like, no, we just need, we need validation. We need clarity. We need the concrete details. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just here to confirm that we don't always get that on this side of heaven. And we have to learn to be okay with that. That's what trust and faith is all about. And it is a journey and you will have ups and you will have downs. So, Okay. So this was so good. The main takeaway here guys is we want to restore your hope. We want to restore your belief in yourself, in what God says, even when you get all of the, the devil schemes against you, even when you are going through tough times and more often than not, there is one last thing I do. I do want to say, and I see this a lot, the more we press in, the more we get on the narrow path, the more life seems to get chaotic. And the more we start doubting, are we, are we supposed to be walking this way? And I just, I want to confirm that a lot of times that is the enemy tempting you to get you off track. Yes. I'm literally in it right now. And yes, it is. Sometimes the closer you are, the further you feel, but don't let your feelings come in the way of what God has already said. I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to end on that note because that's such a good one. Um, where can people connect with you and get a hold of your resources and your programs and all of that? Yeah. Well, I'm actually in the middle of a rebranding, all the things. And so I have been hanging out on Instagram a lot, which is so crazy because Facebook was my jam and I have a really awesome community on Facebook, but you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, Heather Schreiber Burns. Um, I do have a website that's been under construction for five years. Um, (laughs) no joke, but it's getting done this year. It's getting done. And so really find me on social is your easiest way to connect with me. And you have a podcast. Oh, yeah. Please tell us about this podcast. Yes. Wow. I'm rebranding it, which I'm super excited. I'll I'll, I'll just tell you all what the new name is. Um, I'm going to be doing a launch for that. It's currently called the Garden of Favor, which is so fun about, you know, Michelle's and planting and all the things of just kind of getting to the source of the problem and then planting the seed and believing that it's coming. Anyways, um, Garden of Favor is what it used to be. It's actually... um, I am drum roll. I haven't even told this to my people yet, but, um, you get it here first, but it's, I'm rebranding to, um, seek first CEO. And so it's just a community of CEOs, entrepreneurial women who are committed to seeking God first and keeping God first above all else in their business. So yeah, you can go check that out too. 
I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom and allowing um, Holy Spirit to speak through you today. I know that people are going to walk away encouraged and blessed. So thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, Brooke. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. If you're loving the content, can you take just two minutes and do me the biggest favor? Share your love for the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share the show to your social media. I'm on a mission to transform our photography industry and the best way to reach others is to share the show. I'll catch you on the next episode.